What's up, guys? How are you? Welcome into a Thursday morning edition of the Daily Juice podcast. You know me by now. Hi. I'm Matt Peralt. You can follow me on Twitter at Sports Talk Matt. This podcast is on YouTube. This podcast is on every platform you can imagine, and you can always get it on bettingpros.com as well. All right. So we did not have a good night. <laughs> it wasn't bad in terms of like the record, but the money was bad. The full unit bet on the Vegas Golden Knights does not hit. Now, Vegas did not play well at all in that game. I still like Vegas in six. But give Montreal credit, they came out and they were the harder team. They were the faster team. They were the hungrier team in in the first two periods. Vegas woke up with the goal at the end of the second period and then were buzzing and could not get anything else in there. Now, we got the prop bet right where both teams to score two goals. So that was nice to get that. So the game wasn't a total loss for us. That was kind of the hedge I talked about last night. I was right. Uh, 3-2 final under, but... 3-2 Vegas is what I predicted. It wound up being 3-2 for the Montreal Canadiens. So the overall, the game, not a total loss, but not a good day. Not a good day. You know, basically down 0.75 units on that game. And then we unfortunately lost the prop because we missed that NBA prop by two points. So again, these NBA player props are really sharp right now. It's really difficult to, you know, the books are really on there with a lot of data and a lot of, you know, they know what's going to happen a lot of times in these numbers. So we got that wrong. And then we split down the middle on the Utah Jazz. So here's the one thing that I always tell you guys, I like fading the public. Okay. It's just something I generally look to do. And so I bet last night, I bet it minus two and a half. And I was kind of holding my nose and cringing a bit going, eh, I don't know, Utah with Mitchell, he doesn't look right, but I'm just going to ride with the team that got me there, right? So we get up this morning and all hell broke loose. I mean, my radio show was like drinking out of a fire hose. It was ridiculous how many different news stories were coming out with just, you know, Chris Paul's got COVID and coaches getting fired and GMs resigning. And then, you know, the knee injury for Kawhi Leonard. So the number goes from two and a half. And I said during the Discord channel, if it hit eight and a half, I was going to try to middle this. And I was going to come back with a half a unit officially to try to middle it. And I did. Good thing I did because it essentially punted me out of that out of that bet because the Clippers win the game outright. There was about 85% of the money coming in all one side action on the on the on the Utah Jazz. And it really scared me. And that was another reason why I kind of wanted to punt out of it and try to middle it and say, okay, maybe we hit them both. It'll be great. But maybe I'm wrong here about Utah and we're going to get out of the bet with a, you know, a punt. And that's what we did. So we punted. So that game, just kind of a wash. And Utah's in real trouble, man. Real trouble. They need Mike Conley back immediately in game six or that series is over. Clippers are very deep. We knew that. But man, they hit big shots of big shots. Paul George was phenomenal. They looked better without Kawhi. Is it crazy to say that? I, I don't know. They looked better. They looked better defensively. Maybe they all just rose up and, 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 and elevated their game because Kawhi was hurt. But they played really, really well. And that's a dangerous team right now. And I don't know if Utah doesn't, get, doesn't have Mike Conley back for game six. I think that series is over. So I'm going to watch tonight with the Milwaukee Bucks and the, and the Nets. The, num- the number is six. I could have gotten five and a half. It rose to six. I honestly don't know what to do with this game. My, indi- my first gut is bet under. 
but I've been betting unders and I've been getting killed doing that <laughs> betting unders. So like I just I, I'm going to take a little bit of a break here. I've got four bets for you here with the U.S. Open. Okay, I'm I'm breaking up into four top ten wagers at a quarter unit, all plus money. Okay, so I'm going to give us something to watch. If you want to jump in, if you want to fade these, or I, I mean, at circa in Vegas, we can do yes no bets, and this is where I bet them. They're yes no. So four bets there. I've got two yes runs in the first inning bets at a quarter unit to go. Essentially, these are the player props for today. Are going to be the yes runs in the first inning bets, and then I've got one baseball bet. And then I've got one hockey bet tonight to give you guys. So it's kind of a full card, but a lot of sprinkling around. Nothing really all that heavy, no full unit, stuff like that. So you guys know about the BetMGM offer. It is right above me here. BetMGM, 20 bucks, 100 bucks to win $100. Any event, use that promo code JUICE100 when you sign up for a new account at BetMGM. In DC, you have a risk-free up to a $600 wager waiting for you as well if you get a new account in DC. Promo code JUICE100 coming up for that. I learned, by the way, today... I'm 44 years old. I learned today that when you fill out a zip code in Canada or a postal code, as they call it in Canada, they use letters. <laughs> so the guy who won the Shaq jersey, that's on its way, by the way. And I hope you enjoy it. And I hope it gets through customs because they were a little concerned about it getting through customs due to the COVID stuff going on with the mail in Canada. I've never mailed anything from Canada before. I learned that today too. I've never done that. So hopefully that Shaq jersey doesn't get caught up in customs and hopefully it arrives in Ontario to the Daily Juice listener who uh, should be very happy to get that jersey because a lot of people wanted that jersey. Remember the Giannis basketball up for grabs this month. If you did not win the jersey and want to keep winning or try to win, you can do that with a review on Apple or Stitcher by doing that right now. Bettingpros.com slash juice. Fill out the form and you're in. Okay, so let's start with the US Open. I'm not going to go in depth here. I'm not going to go crazy because here's what happens. And you guys know this. I stink at golf betting. Stink. But I go and I ask my guy and I got a golf guy and I say, okay, give me the bets. What are you thinking? And he gives me what he thinks. And these are four bets here that are all plus money that are yes, no wagers to be finishing in the top 10 ties included. When I stress ties included, you must know your book's rules. The dead heat rules are horrific. Make sure you bet MGM, by the way, doesn't have this, but make sure your book does not redo the odds for ties. My books do not. Hopefully yours books, your books don't either. Okay. Xander Shoffley, yes, in the top 10 at plus 150. He is from the area. He grew up playing Torrey Pines. He's very good on this golf course, okay? I know people who like him to win, but I'm just going to go top 10. Plus 150, quarter unit, Xander Shoffley, top 10, yes, all four rounds. Tony Finau, top 10. This dude is a constant machine of top 10, top 10, top 10. This is what he does. Never wins. Always top 10 for Tony Finau, plus 190 for Tony Finau in the top 10 quarter unit. A little bit of a longer shot, Colin Morikawa, plus 235. Yes, to come in the top 10 for Colin Morikawa at plus 235. And the odds on favorite, I'm going chalk here that John Rom's going to play well that John Rahm is angry at what happened with COVID and John Rahm is here. I don't mind, by the way, if you, I couldn't find our top 10 yes for Rory, but 
I, I talked to someone today that they think Rory's going to play really well. He's rededicated himself. He had some controversial comments about the Green Books. That he wanted the Green Books gone. Now the Green Books are going to be gone. He wants to go out there and play and play well here at the U.S. Open. Couldn't find Rory, but I don't hate Rory, but I'm going with John Rahm. It's plus 120. It's still plus money for John Rahm, who is the odds-on favorite to win the event, for John Rahm to come in the top 10. So as long as it doesn't fall on his face, John Rahm, top 10, yes, at plus 120. Okay, so four bets, one unit, all on the U.S. Open, four rounds to come in the top 10. Clearly, all four of these guys have got to make the cut to be able to come in the top 10. So we're probably going to lose one or two of these guys, you know, hopefully not more than two for the cut because it's the U.S. Open. Very, very tough, very, very tough golf course. But Xander Shoffley, top 10, yes, plus 150. Tony Finau, top 10, yes, plus 190. Colin Morikawa, yes, top 10, plus 235. John Rahm, yes, top 10, plus 120. Ties are included. Extremely important. I cannot stress that enough. Make sure your book knows that ties are included for these wagers. If they do not include ties, do not bet it. Okay. Don't bet top 10. Don't bet top five. Take flyer bets. Go head to head. Go a different route. If you only have one bet, one book in your jurisdiction and they have the dead heat rule, uh uh-uh. Don't do it. Okay. I cannot stress that enough. Do not do it. It's like horse racing. You end up losing money on the wager, like what happened to us when we used a different book for a different golf tournament earlier in 2021. Okay. So that's where we are with that. All right. So let's go to hockey here before we get to baseball. The total is five tonight for, for Tampa Bay and the New York Islanders. I got minus 130. The numbers are all over the place. I got it as low as minus 130, and I took five over five minus 130. I saw it as high as 155, okay? All over the place if you're at five. I also have seen under five and a half as high as minus 160. So this is, again, I'm taking five, and I'm jumping on the five because of the push potential, and I'm going to take my own advice. I got kind of away from from my own advice for a little while and started to get kind of cute, and I bet under five and a half in the last game here with this series, and I lost. You know, watch this be a 2-1 win again for the Islanders and just burn me again, but you know, I'm, I'm going to take five, and I'm going to keep going because five has been profitable. We're still way up betting over five, and I'm just going to keep on doing it. When the line goes to five, I'm betting over minus 130 here for a half a unit for the Islanders and the Tampa Bay uh, uh, Lightning, and hopefully we see a lot of offense early. This is probably going to be a sweat. It's probably going to be in need of an open net and something crazy to happen, but Let's go over five Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning here tonight. All right, let's start talking baseball here for a second. And let's talk about the Diamondbacks and the Giants. Right now, the Diamondbacks are about to lose their 22nd. Oh, they lost their 22nd consecutive road game. They have lost. Insane. All right. I can't jump on this entirely because I've been so late to the party on this. Diamondbacks are nine and 29. Okay. But Kevin Gosman is outstanding for the San Francisco Giants. He's 7-1 with a 1.43 ERA. He just faced these Diamondbacks a little while ago. And he has been one of the best pitchers. He actually will probably start the All-Star game right now if he were to, if he was going to come up and play, come up and pitch here, just given how, how well he has pitched. Now, he didn't pitch great last time out against Washington which doesn't scare me all that much. Four innings, three hits, two earned runs. Not horrific. It was a seven-inning game, but he got the loss. 
against the Cubs, he pitched one inning, sorry, sorry, seven innings, two hits, two earned runs, 10 Ks. Against the Dodgers, six innings, two hits, no runs, seven Ks. Against the Diamondbacks, he pitched uh, five innings, five hits, no earned runs, nine Ks. Okay. He's facing these same Diamondbacks this time on the uh, at home instead of at, on the road. And he is just tremendous, just absolutely tremendous. He's going up against Zach, Ga- Zach Galen, who's pretty good. Zach Galen, 1-1 with 3.04 ERA. Not a slouch, okay? Not a horrible pitcher, but still not a great one either. He's, you know, last time out, he lost to the Mets. Game before that, he lost. Uh, he pitched in the first game of a doubleheader. He fit six innings, gave up four hits, two earned runs, got the loss in a 5-4 loss. Uh, he had an awful outing against the Rockies at home where he pitched what, four innings, gave up six hits, four earned runs, seven Ks, and that one got the loss. And he's just been sort of an up-and-down pitcher. He's you know he's a guy who's come back from, in, from injuries. Uh, he'll start coming up here for the Arizona Diamondbacks, who have been awful, right? There's a three-way bet, kind of like going with soccer here, but you get better odds by doing it. If it's tied after five, we lose, okay? So that's a little bit of the dicey area here. But the Giants, to be leading after five with Kevin Gossman on the mound, leading after five for minus 130 for a half a unit, okay? So Giants leading after five with their offense, they've been just... So dominant. I mean, just incredibly dominant. Tonight, they gave up two runs in the first inning, then scored four runs in the first. Then they scored four runs in the fourth, five runs in the fifth. <laughs> so after five tonight, they were leading 14 to two. <laughs> okay. It was just after five. They were just killing the Diamondbacks. I mean, Diamondbacks two nights ago had a lead, and then Mike Skremski, who's from my hometown of Andover, Mass, hit a grand slam to give the win for the Giants. I mean, it's just been a house of horrors here. This is their last game in the Bay Area. You assume the Diamondbacks want to get the heck out of here. It's a day game, and they're facing the ace for the the Giants. Not really a recipe for the Diamondbacks to come up and have a huge game here today. So we're taking first five, minus 130. It's a three-way bet. So if they're tied, we lose. Okay, that's why we're getting the minus 130 because the numbers, it's minus 190 on the money line. And it's, you can just play a straight first five, but you're probably going to pay 160, 170 juice on it, maybe even more than that, given the, who, who the pitchers are. So that's sort of an opportunity there to jump in here with the kind of an alternative run situation from an inning, from an inning situation. Um, you know, and, and there are money line bets out there you guys can jump into if you want. But, um, you know, I, I just think it's an opportunity to, you know, potentially get yourself a uh, yeah. It's it's like my it's minus one ninety five. DraftKings has this. If you want to bet the the, the money line first five innings, it's minus one ninety five. Okay, I, that's just too steep. Okay, if you do the three way bet, it's minus. It, it, you include the the tie. Ties a loss for us. Giants have to be winning. So it's not a push potential. You got to win. It's minus one thirty for this bet for a half a unit. So that's what I'm jumping on here for the Giants and Diamondbacks. And then two games to talk about in terms of yes runs. St. Louis and Atlanta, the Orioles and the Indians. There are some really interesting numbers. Okay, let's talk about scoring. Atlanta and St. Louis are number two and number three for percentage of runs scored in the first inning. First inning score percentage. Atlanta scores 35% of the time. 
St. Louis scores 34% of the time in the first inning. Okay, These offenses get off to pretty quick starts, and that's good news for us, obviously, when it comes to a first five bet. And you're looking at you know these offenses, St. Louis and Atlanta. I mean, Boston just scored a bunch of runs. It was a 10-8 final last night for Atlanta. It lost it. They're now having to go up against... Uh, St. Louis, who are at, coming into town. It's a 4:20 Pacific time, 7:20 Eastern time start. John Gant versus Charlie Morton here, and Gant's had some decent outings this season, but his last two starts have been bad, and he only went one and two thirds against the Cubs, gave up five earned runs, walked five, and against the Reds, the, the pitch time before that, four earned four innings, seven earned runs. Uh, seven hits and three walks, his last two starts. So this dude right now is kind of like a walk-in pinata. He has not pitched well at all for the Cardinals, and he's going up against Charlie Morton, who's been okay, but Charlie Morton's not been outstanding. He lost his last start by giving up four in four innings, gave up four hits and four earned runs. Against the Dodgers, he gave up five, uh, sorry, four earned runs in five innings, walked one, Against the against Washington, he had five innings, six hits, three earned runs. So you start looking at just just where he has been and like how much he gave up a run in the first inning in his last outing against the Marlins. So we just need one run between one of these two guys, Morton or Gant, to give up one run. It's minus one fifteen here for St. Louis and Atlanta. And then we go to the Orioles and the Indians. And again, it's right back to scoring. The Indians are number one, scoring 36% of the time in the first inning right now. And Baltimore's number nine, scoring 31.8, basically 32% of the time. Baltimore's number nine nine in, in, in Major League Baseball who are coming in and scoring in the first inning as well. So two offenses. Cleveland's been kind of a machine when it comes to scoring. And this is an early start time. Okay, this is a 110 Eastern time start time, 1010 Pacific time start here. So it's early game. And you've got Jorge Lopez against Eli Morgan. Eli Morgan is a young pitcher who has only pitched one inning or sorry, one game so far against Toronto. He went two and two thirds, gave up eight hits and six earned runs. Dude got just crushed. What's a, what's really kind of funny he didn't give up a run in the first inning. <laughs> he didn't give up a run. He gave up a ton of runs afterwards, but he didn't give up a run in the first inning. But Cleveland scored two runs in the bottom of the first inning, kind of for him, gave him a 2 nothing lead, and then he threw up all over himself, and his ERA currently is 20. Legitimately, it's 20.25. And Jorge Lopez for the Orioles is not that good either. In his last start, he lost it, gave went four and two-thirds, gave up eight hits and five earned runs in that one. And he gave up three runs in the first inning. So we hopefully will see another one. That also is minus 115. Yes, runs to be scored for the Orioles and the Indians in the first inning. Both those are quarter units. Both those are essentially the prop bets for the day today. I don't have any prop bets for you guys with basketball here coming up today. So these are the plays to run through them all here for a Thursday, kind of a lengthy podcast Xander Shoffley, top 10, yes, plus 150. Tony Finau, top 10, yes, plus 190. Colin Morikawa, yes, plus 235. And John Rahm, yes, top 10, plus 120. Four bets, U.S. Open. Three bets in baseball. Giants, minus 130 to lead after five. Three-way bet. If they're tied, we lose. St. Louis, Atlanta, yes, run in the first inning. Quarter unit. 
Orioles, Indians, yes, run in the first inning. Both those bets are at one at minus 115. And we're taking the over five for Tampa and the New York Islanders over five goals at minus 130 for a half a unit. Okay. Those are the bets coming up here for a Thursday's Daily Juice podcast. My name is Matt Peralt. We are back each and every single morning right here on bettingpros.com. Always being brought to you by BetMGM.